Common values. Common goals. Common sense. The Common Sense Podcast with Semi Bird. Wow. Well, hello, everybody. Thank you for being here. I hope everything is working okay. Um, you know, we did our intro, and uh, I saw some amazing comments there. And, uh, man, technology can be a barrier. But I got to say, seeing these comments, and again, hoping everything is working, you want to talk about feeling welcome, feeling good in your environment, or even in your own skin at times. You look at comments like this when you see kindness. <laughs> at a time like this, when you're running for governor in Washington State, oh my goodness. Thank you, my friends. Thank you for being here. We need you. I love that. Well, I need you. That, that's what it comes down to. We need each other. And so here's the million-dollar question for you because today, today is supposed to be a discussion to what we call a crucial conversation this is one of the things, um, you know, I brought to my organizations in the past, you know, amazing book, um, Crucial Conversations. And it, and it teaches us how to have, to have, how to have those difficult conversations, right? How to, how to bring that truth in moments where things need to be said. You don't want to say them because you are, you're afraid to ruffle feathers. You're, you're afraid to say the wrong thing. Some of us don't know how to go about doing it, you know, and at the end of the day, as a society, we've gotten so, and I don't want to say sensitive because you all know me. Again, I'm a drama queen. I, I'm, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. But sometimes you got to say what needs to be said. And, and so here it goes. Here's my question to you. <laughs> Boy, we have a million. So the good thing is I'm not sure if you all sent me so many questions just to shut me the heck up and say, send me, let's get to business or what. But thank you so much for that. But here's the question. We the people, what does that mean to you? We the people. When, you, when, when I say constitution or I'm a constitutionalist, what does that mean to you? And, I, and I'm looking to, to the left. You know, I'm looking for responses here as well. But we the people. You know, if you look at self-governance and what that means, that, that, that's, a, that's an obligation, if you will. That's a responsibility as citizens and do you think people think that way anymore? I, I don't think that we do. I don't think that we do. I, th I think we think, well, we're here. I work. I have a family. I take care of the kids. Or I want to I wanna do good. I want to make money. I, you know, w whatever your goals in life are, that's what captivates your mindset. And that's what we do every day. But we never stop and think about self-governance in our voice and our importance in how our government runs or how it's supposed to be or the Constitution or what that means, we don't think about that. We don't think about our responsibility as citizens in this nation or in this state. And because we have not thought about it, because we put our heads in the sand and we called ourselves this silent majority for so many years, anybody remember that? And, and I'm looking to the left for your comments. That silent majority. Remember when we said that? If you were a, a Republican or a conservative, and I'll tell you what, I don't even know what the heck that means anymore. Do you? You know, I, I, ha I have my, my thoughts on it. I'm not even sure I want to say what I think a Republican is anymore, but silent majority. What the heck? We pulled our heads out of the sand or wherever they were, and then we looked around and in Washington State, and now we're going... What's going on? Where, where, where's our Emerald City? Where, where's our Emerald City? Santa gave us a lump of coal, and that lump of coal has been there for a lot of years. And we continue to vote, or we don't vote, or we, we cry fraud or foul, or we capitulate. And still, we have that lump of coal. And I will say this, and I mean this with love and respect. You all know me. I'm a big gummy bear. But we negated our responsibilities as citizens. And I don't care whether you're a Democrat, an independent, a Republican, a Martian, a conservative, whatever you call yourself, however you identify, whatever your pronouns are, we the people have an obligation. And I think we forgot our importance and our self-worth in terms of what we can or cannot influence 
in our government. And and the reason I say this, and I, I if I seem passionate about that, it's you don't see it as much until something happens and it slaps you upside the head and you go, what the Hannah Montana just happened? Kind of like COVID. You remember COVID? You remember COVID, yeah. And we remember it well when they start shutting down your businesses. I was one of them as a small businessman. And we shut down our places of worship and we shut down our schools and we sent kids home with the laptop and said, learn there. And then parents couldn't go to work if you were a single parent household. And how did you make that work? How did you like that? Some people said, no, good. And then we start paying people to stay home and then we couldn't get people to go back to work. And I see someone over here says, we got bamboozled. Oh, yes. You got bamboozled, hoodwinked. It was a bunch of malarkey. Silent majority put our heads in the sand and we get COVID slap. And while we were unconscious or we had our heads in the sand, all kinds of stuff happened. And we lost our civil rights. We lost our civil liberties. And power was given and it was signed away by polished politicians on both sides of the aisle. Then they start crying foul. We need it back. We need it back. Well, why did you give it away to begin with, representatives of the people? I again, I'm not a blamer. I'm 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 not a blamer. I'm a solutions person. Fact and nonverba deeds, not words. Action speaks louder than words. What are you, we the people? What are we going to do about it? Because when I was called to this mission to serve, it was because. I felt that need. We needed something different, not more of the same. We did not need another polished politician. Think about that. What is your qualifications? Well, I'm a politician. I'm a certified, qualified, experienced politician. How does that equivocate to contracts, procurement, acquisition, management, leadership, understanding construction, understanding management of personnel, labor negotiations. How does that correlate to actually doing a job as an executive, the chief executive of this state? Has anybody thought about that? But yet, but yet, as a constitutional republic where power is inherent in the people according to the Declaration of, of Independence, and according to Article 1, Section 1 of the Washington State Constitution, <laughs> yeah, our founders, farmers, growers, that, those were our founders in Washington State, 1889, no, right? November 11th, when we became the 42nd state of the, the Union. They made it number one to remind us of what was stated in the Declaration of Independence, that power belonged to the people. It was inherent in the people. And that government derived their just powers from the consent of the who? The governed, the people, us. But yet, when it comes to politics, when it comes to running for an office, unless you come forward with that package deal, hear me out, that package deal where you have all the other polished politicians lined up and ready to roll. They, they, they've, they've got their pens out and they're ready to sign and they're, they've got their computers and they, got, they have all their endorsements ready to go and they're firing them out. It's raining. And they all get in the lockstep and they jump on board with you. And then all that money, because you know it's all about the dollar, right? Or is it? Can you be bought? How much are your values worth to you? How much is the future of your children worth to you? What, what is the cost? What was that movie they had with the young lady and it was in Vegas or something? I don't know. Maybe someone will remember. It's probably my generation. And speaking of generations, how many zillennials and rem- uh, millennials remember on the west side in King County the Green River Killer? We'll talk about that in a minute. But unless you came correct with that package deal with all that money and all that polished political support, and unless you were a member of that political class, you need not show up. Do not dare show up because we will, ham- we will hammer you into hamburger meat because is, is that what America is about? I'm asking... Was that what the Constitution 
stated? I mean, is that what a constitutional republic is? Do you remember the Declaration of Independence was to indicate that we were going to take an action, a significant action, which means we were going to war. We were actually going to do something to take our independence, not just talk about it, not just write about it, not just complain about it, but we were going to do something. And those brave individuals, they stepped up, they put all on the line, their wealth, their families, their reputations, and they were labeled traitors. And they stepped forward, put all on the line to serve their nation. When they declared their independence, they said no more to the monarchy. And again, at the end, when those brave souls secured our liberty, the blessings of liberty, when they secured our liberty for this nation, to this nation, we wrote our Constitution. And as again, Ben Franklin, Dr. Franklin was leaving those halls. That young lady asked him, right? Elizabeth Powell asked him, Dr. Franklin, what, what did you do? Do we, What do we have? Is it a monarchy or a republic? And he says, a republic, ma'am, if you can keep it. And the only way to keep a republic is if people exercise self-governance. And so what is happening now in Washington State, as I have woken up, it comes down to whether you are ready to wake up. Can elections be bought? You know, people every single day say it can be stolen. Right? It could be stolen. Why vote? But yet you will lay back, sit back, watch, and capitulate and participate in a system that we have created, a political class that says we will only elect individuals who have been designated worthy by the rich and by the powerful. Help me to understand that. What does that have to do with the Constitutional Republic and we the people? Is is that right to you? And just remember, Booker T. Washington says, a lie does not become true. Wrong doesn't become right. Evil does not become good just because the majority says so. It is time to wake up. We've been under a spell. COVID woke us up in regards to our children's education. It's time for us to wake up and take back our constitutional republic. And that is for everyone in this state. So it is going to be up to you. My, my family signed on. I signed on. And so I'm running and gunning 24-7. Right? I'm taking the heat rounds because that's what you do. You take the hits. You take the rounds. You, you, you take the ridicule. You ridicule. You'll take the defamation, the vilification. You take all of that because you're fighting for something greater than yourself, something I know something about. If you're willing to give your life to your nation on foreign lands, why would I not be willing to do the same in my own community, in my own state, the state in which I was raised? That is the level of my resiliency, of my resolve. What is the level of yours? Can we be bought? Because what I hear every time, all of the time, well, this individual, and and with all due respect and always with respect, Dave Reichert has name brand recognition. 65% is what I hear. Last night I was with the Young Republicans of Washington State. Right, I was with them because Dave Reichert and Simi Bird, candidates for Washington State Governor on the Republican side because this was an invitation by the young Republicans. And so it was just a simple Zoom, right? So I, I could stay in Benton County, right, and watch in here in, in Richland. And I just have to log on and then there I was. And so I logged on and I was there and I was, I was looking for my, 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 my fellow candidate, you know, Dave, and I didn't see him and they said, okay, we're going to start. And I'm like, you know, I know Zoom. You know, where's Dave? But there was a young man there. And that young man 
I guess, was Dave for the night, representing the Reichert campaign. And he was so eloquent. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. He was throwing out polls, the progressive poll, the progressive poll numbers, that the poll of 700. And, man, and, and all the statistics and 65% and name brand recognition in King County and all these other things. And when it was my turn to go, I sat there, and I'm not sure if I was in awe, if I was shocked, if I was if I just got punched in the head, but I think I was a little dismayed and, and, and I'm not sure what I was, but I sat there when it was my turn to talk and I said, y'all, I'm just a kid from the ghetto. I'm just a young man born without civil rights. to so a single woman with seven children. My mother moved us to Seattle when I was six or seven. I don't even know. I was this big and we were poor. We grew up there in King County, never left Seattle, dropped out of high school, and I started to tell my story. I said, I am not that. I am clearly something different. I am not that. It seemed like I'm hearing all these numbers and all this name brand and all these statistics, but what I didn't hear is anything about resume or positions or solutions or anything else Money, I heard about money and more numbers and more money. And I had to remind these young people, money doesn't vote, people vote. But more importantly, it helped to remind me that's what it was. It helped to remind me why I was here, why I am here, why I am taking all the affirmation that is, well, negative and a lot of positive that I'm seeing today why I'm taking those heat rounds, because I'm here to represent everyone. I don't forget where I came from. Is, is it time to get back to representing the people, we the people, of the people, by the people, for the people? Because when I heard all those numbers and all that money, I, I said to myself, gosh, why am I even in this? How, how can an average person compete with this? But that's the intent. I'm not supposed to. I'm not even supposed to be here. How in the heck do I show up with just under $300,000 and at the top, you know, there's there's Bob Ferguson with $54.4 million, day $1.2 million. Mark has got you know, $1.07 million, right? All these millions I'm looking at, and Simi is right there. How the heck did that happen? And I realized... Is that what we call the fly in the ointment? Did I, did I clog someone's chain? <laughs> right? And you wonder why they start filing these PDC complaints, right? Start spreading rumors, right? Start attacking. You wonder why. It's like, I wasn't supposed to be here. Why did why did Miss McMorris Rogers, Congresswoman McMorris Rogers, call me to Spokane and sit me down in the, in the Davenport Hotel and proceed to tell me how intelligent I am? articulate I am. It's funny how, you know, some folks who look like me hear that, how articulate we are almost as if it's a surprise. I'm an American. I had a good mother who ensured that I spoke correctly. Anyway, and she proceeded to say, Simi, we have been winning Dave Riker to run for governor. We, who in the heck is we? Because it sure wasn't we the people. I mean, did she call you guys? I, I I didn't get the message. I didn't get the memo. Right? She did ask if David called me. You know, our state leadership asked me, did you talk to Dave Reichert? I, I don't know why he asked me that. Was that was that supposed to indicate something? Was I supposed to make a decision on what Dave Reichert? I'm bringing this out. Never, ever. It's truth. It's truth. And I'm willing to go toe-to-toe on that truth. Anytime, place, Just like a debate. Any time, any place. Because truth has to be told. The time for tiptoeing around. And, and no, Ari, I'm still the sweet guy that you met in person, right? Simi in person, Simi online is the same guy. Unless someone hacks an account or someone creates a false profile and says mean things and claims to be me. Well, no, it's not me. But speaking truth is truth. I'm here to speak truth. And from this moment moving forward, I will speak truth. 
because we need to wake up. We need to break that spell. We need to take back our republic. We need to know that we the people mean something to some of us. It means everything to me. And they put it in bold in those first words of the Constitution of the United States of America. And my friends, too many people have given their lives to protect and to defend it. It was our oath of office every time I swore in and I reenlisted. When I became a federal officer and they gave me that badge, I put my hand up. When I became a federal employee and I put my hand that's right, to protect and to defend the Constitution of the United States, it was good enough to die for. Is it good enough for you to step up to the plate and do something about, or are we going to be spellbound and continue to let the political class and the wealthy rule this nation. And I don't care whether you're a Democrat or a Republican or a Martian, the establishment is the establishment. It's time to wake up. It's time to act right. If I'm not the candidate, I'm not the candidate. But look at me based on resume, platform and position, value something, ask that. But name brand recognition and how much money I already told you, I can't be bought. Can you? That's the question. Can you be bought? Because I'm seeing it. There are a lot of, what do they call them? What what does Charlie Kirk call them? Sunshine Republicans or something like that, or Sunshine Patriots. Anyway, I have a lot of questions to get to. I promised some folks who asked me, Ann from Clark County asked me this question. Simi, can you tell us about the PDC complaints? Because people who don't support your campaign are saying, Simi has got hundreds of PC, PDC complaints. He's, he's his own treasurer, um, all these things. So, no, my friends, I, again, th- we're going to record this, and we're going to go ahead and we'll do a commercial about it. We'll dress it up, and we'll put it out for you so that people can understand. The Public Disclosure Com- Commission, they are, they've always been kind. right? They just want to make sure we're doing the right thing. And at the same time, there are people who will use them to do the wrong thing. For example, think about this. Why would you file a complaint against another person? Well, you would hope it's because you're clearly seeing that they're doing bad things. You know, like using a campaign credit card and going to an adult entertainment or something like that or buying a Rolls Royce Ferrari or doing something just inappropriate. But in our case, that wasn't the case. In our case, we had most of these individuals were Republicans. That's right. I say again, well, Daniel Holden, Robert Parker, uh, Mr. Hillard, I don't know what his pronouns are, Jennifer Short, the first one, right? Republicans who were filing these PDC complaints. And it's not a hundred or hundreds. It's between those two individuals. They found 100, over 100 issues, items to, to poke the bear at. Things like, like you see the R again behind Semi Bird on this podcast. Well, because they said, well, this is advertising and we need to have that there. And that's fine. We put it on there. Could you give a brother a call? Am I stealing? Am I breaking laws? Is this, is this worthy of making those people go through all that stuff? Or is it to harass us, to take us off track, which you won't? I've already discussed this. Then they said, oh, no, then there was a Substack article. That was Ann was asking about this because you had this Republican from Island County who ran for office multiple times. It didn't work out, but now she's weaponizing the Substack article about the PDC. And they said sloppy accounting. But what really concerns us is people were giving more than the max. Here's what I want you to do, folks. You go to the PDC and you look at the campaigns and you look at mine. And then you look at the others with all the millions of dollars and you wonder, who owes who what? It ain't this guy. You know, our donations come from everyday people who believe in us and believe in our vision. And and then someone, those rarities, where we get someone who has the means to give us $2,400 max donation, thank you. And thank you for the person who gives us a dollar. My point being is, for those allegations... This was simply a spouse was left off. That was it. A spouse was left off, and as soon as they were added, comply. In one case, it was the father and son, same name, but a complaint was filed. And that was all the cases. There was, there was no nefarious XYZ corporations from China given more. No, 
not at all. All of those are just a refile, adding the names, done. And then you had the gentleman, Mr. Parker, the studio, my, my friends, as beautiful and awesome as it is, yeah, this is the bird's nest. This is my home. Downstairs, this was my stretching studio. I've owned a training company since 2010. It's my, it's my stuff, right? So, oh, and the software to produce, it's a free download. So I spent a little time on this. But what happens when you file a complaint? You can file a complaint. I'm not trying to encourage you, but anybody can file a complaint. You can say, send me this, send me that. You, you can find anything, and you can poke, and you file it, and then they have to send it to me, and I have to respond. We've responded to all of them, right? And what are we going to do? We are going to continue to improve and to do better. But I want you to understand something. This is something that we did not put in our response. Yes, I have a treasurer. I've had one since day one when I filed with the PDC. And that first complaint from Mrs. Short, we hadn't even downloaded the software because there was a problem downloading the software. Not a problem on our computer. It was a problem with the PDC and getting that accessibility. And they helped us navigate. It took over a week. That's why they didn't fine us, charge us, or anything else. There was that warning because we couldn't file the report. But we did put the money in our account like we should have. And then the second time it was a complaint against someone else who invited us to speak at an event. And we did. And then they said, well, Simi didn't file all of his donations, but it was really mostly to go after that young lady. And they said she did an in-kind to him because she has an event coordination business. But the space was free. It was a restaurant. And everybody paid for their meal. They, they thought that she had catered it. And no, they ordered off the menu. So again, there was, there was no issue. And we did file on time everything. And they said, well, someone promised to give you $500, whether they gave it to you or not, it's still a pledge. So you probably should file that too. Just report it. It's okay. And we did. That was the other one. And then these last ones I told you about, this is the nature or not having an R or Republican. You see what we're dealing with. I'm going to get back to the questions and answers, but Ann, I promised you I, I would answer that. I had a lot of people, you know, blow up my phone with messages saying people are going to weaponize that against you. My friend, people are going to weaponize everything against me because I'm poking that power structure of the wealthy elite of the Republican establishment. The Democrats haven't even started on me yet. <laughs> they haven't even, they have, they're not even warming up because they're just sitting back eating popcorn, watching the Republican establishment come after me. And the next time you see someone talk about party unity, would you please question their sanity and remember this conversation? So we're working with the PDC, but I wanted you to know that there was hardship with my treasurer. She's an amazing, wonderful, patriotic, beautiful person. She's a friend. She was the primary care for her father-in-law who was in hospice. And he just passed um, just under, a, I guess, a week ago. And you know what? You go ahead and file some more. I loved her before and I love her now. You can try to burn my house down on that. I stand with her then, now, and always. And she is my treasurer, and she will be my treasurer until she says she doesn't want to. That's how we do. That's the difference between our campaign, maybe, and some others. So, Republicans, keep on your road. I'm going to try to do better. I'll keep the smile as best I can. Let's move on to some questions. Okay. I had to do that, you guys. You know I did. We got to answer questions. We have to bring truth, right? We have to do it. Here's Marta. Marta had a lot to say. I kind of cut it down to her questions. Marta was talking about all the inequities, the out-of-control crime, the murders. You had a family that was up in, in OMAC that were building a house and, and, and living on their property in the camper, I believe, and they were murdered. But anyway, it came down to, she said, so my question is this. Do you believe you can overcome and win with this corrupt installed group of pocket lining politicians currently in place? Of course I can. Of course we can. Of course we can. 
we have a convention that was created by the by the well, let's say politicians, and that's very true. Created by the Washington State Republican Party, this convention, right? And that's where they're going to endorse a candidate. But first, we have in January thirteenth precinct caucuses. So, if you're a Republican or so inclined, or identify as, look at whatever county you live in. Republican Party, they they are sponsoring this. Go to their website, find out where that caucus is going to be hold, held, show up, and try to become a delegate because on January 13th, anybody can show up. You don't have to be a precinct committee officer or a captain or anything. You can just be a citizen. Show up, listen to what has to be said, and let them know that you are a citizen who believes in self-governance and you want your voice to be heard and you want to be a delegate. And you may be selected as a delegate, then you go to the county caucus, and then in April, you will go to Spokane to the convention where your voice will select. It'll be a voice counted and a voice heard to select who your next governor is and every other state office. It's important. But nonetheless, I promise you this, we're going to be in the primary, and we're going to win the primary, just like Lauren Culp did against the last establishment candidate. And make no mistake about it, he lambasted him. And I've always asked myself, why does the establishment Republicans dislike Lauren Culp so much? And, and, and I, I get it. We have different personalities, clearly. And they, they were semiing Lauren and Trump and all this other stuff because that's what they do. They, they label Lynch. But Lauren Culp got more Republicans out to vote than any Republican candidate in the history of Washington State. And if we have time, I'll talk about it. But I want to get to your questions because you deserve this. And so, well... How are we going to win? How are we going to overcome it? It's because well, I started early. Because I didn't, I wasn't going to run in name brand recognition because, um, well, no. I, I, I run on what we call campaigning. I go out and I meet people. I don't go into fancy ballrooms and, and, and just simply cater to an elite class of people. I go to the people in the fields who are working in the fields. I go to the inner city of Seattle. That's right. And I meet people. I've been going into communities that don't vote for Republicans because you know what? And I shared this with our lovely young Republicans. I asked them a question. And by the way, guys, I'm going to say something. And for everybody listening, no, this is not Simi Bird playing the race card. Hopefully I don't have to mention that again. Because again, last time I checked the Republican Party, 1854 was the party of abolition. Look it up. The party of women's rights, the party of civil rights, supporting Dr. King, 1964, the Civil Rights Act. That was the Republican Party, but I asked them last night, how many black Republicans do you see in the state? My race doesn't qualify me for anything. I get that, nor should it. I'm an American. My point being is, we sit here in this bubble, or they do, or we do, and we breathe that same air. But no one is going out there reaching out to different demographics, reaching out to young people, reaching out to minority groups, and letting them know we're not some evil racist in a closet hatching up ways to take away their rights. There's nothing to be afraid of here. But what do we do? We keep putting up the same types of people, the same look, the same everything, and expecting different results, a little Einstein. So my friend, the way we win is that we go to the people. It's not about money. And this is what I told the young folks last night. I'm not running on that kind of a ticket. I'm not bringing that kind of a platform. I'm bringing a platform of solutions with actions. I have a resume. I have a resume. I'm not a one-trick pony. I have skill sets. And it's funny because this lady, Barb, she, I see her sometimes on social media. People send me things. And she's always, check his background and his this because they've been trying to lay waste to my military service. And this is a so-called Republican. And hear me out. Hypocrisy. Republicans. It used to be that we respected our military. But you get a guy at age 43 becomes a Special Forces Green Beret and goes to war. Bronze Star Valor, Purple Heart, I mean, medals, whatever. Leaving my family behind to do that, to serve my country, it may not mean much to you, Barb and Christine and all the rest of you. You feel so comfortable. And, and, and these conservative talk show hosts who participate in the vilification, the slander, the 
you feel good about yourself. But but what I will say is this. Check yourself. Check yourself. All right, Ryan, do you support getting rid of machines altogether and going back to one day, you know, voter ID, in-person voter? You know, so here's the deal. I support in-person voting. I support cleaning our voter rolls up. I support voter ID for everyone. And you know what? You tell me because I'm a black man, I can't get an ID. I call you a racist. There is that, right? There's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with people, black and brown. Stop that nonsense because I would call you a racist. Yeah, we're fine. So no, um, it has been shown to be the most effective, the most secure, right? You know, as governor, I'd like to declare a, a, a state holiday so that people can take that day off and go vote and be compensated. I thought, but yes, I do support in-person voting. So this is from Nadine. I've got to say this. So my team doesn't know this. My team sent the questions to me off of, off of our questions. And guys, I'm going to look to you over here too. So I'm not forgetting you. And, and thanks for the love. Hopefully there's love coming in over here. Um, Nadine, this is my sister-in-law. This is my, my brother, Jimmy. Bless him. My brother, Jimmy, passed away. Uh, Jimmy had cancer. And uh, James, James, James was an employee with the city of Seattle. We were all very proud of him. Um, you know, we had moved up here. Uh, and, and Jimmy was still back in Oakland and, uh, and Jimmy met Nadine, this beautiful, beautiful woman. Um, uh, Nadine drove us, but Nadine asked this question. So team, this is my sister-in-law and I love her. Um, what is your viewpoint on mental health? Um, and she talked about, you know, many years ago, mental health hospitals and resources, um, uh, were, were being done away with. And so she asked how familiar I am with. So Nadine is, is probably now just tuning into our, our podcast series, and uh, she has always supported me. So Nadine, thank you, sister. Love you. Um, very familiar. I've talked about it, Nadine, quite a bit. Um, we're going to plus up our infrastructure. We have to. We have a mental health crisis in Washington State. Um, I've laid out actually a solutions with action. It's on my website, birthforgovernor.com. Mental health and addiction, both. Uh, we talked last uh, podcast. Um, I believe it was last podcast about it, if not the podcast before. But we need to bring in more, not just more beds, but we need to bring in laws, which I will propose. A governor has the right to propose legislation. I had to explain it to some, another person who supports um, Dave. I had to educate him on what a governor can and cannot do. He thought he would go on social media and play that game. But, you know, again, he learned and then he took all of his comments off. Um, it worked out. But no, we're going to build that infrastructure. And I'm going to propose a law that builds upon the nurses compact so that we can bring in more mental health professionals. Because if we have more beds and we don't have the people to work them, then we still don't have the necessary infrastructure. One of the things with this administration, because of their terrible response to COVID vaccine. And again, you have one individual running as a Republican who says terrible response to the vaccines. And then you have another individual running as a Republican who would actually go out there and say he thought the response to the vaccine from this governor was okay and then would go as far as to write an article about it. No. I mean, he has every right to. So that's where Dave and I disagree. No. I thought the response by this governor were horrific and caused the loss of lives, caused people to lose their livelihoods, tore up our ferry system. I mean, not to mention what they're doing with not getting more boats on the in the water because they want them to be electric. They want to pay double the price and then wait another five years. I can go on in that. So no, we're going to bring that compact and we're going to start recruiting so that mental health professionals can come to Washington State. We incentivize them and their licensure has a universal application here. So we can put them to work. So that's just a warm up. But if you go to the website, you'll see it all. Um, and why I'm on that? Well, I'm going to say this why, because it's not a question here. Whatever happened to that, we passed a law that says our tabs were going to be how much? That's right. The people spoke. What was it? $30, I believe. I, I may have been deployed when that happened, but I, it stuck in my mind. And it was supposed to happen. And I believe my wife even sent me an email about it. What happened to that? Well, this governor said no. How does that happen? How does that happen? When the people say yes, power is inherent in the people. 
government derives their just powers from the consent and the governed. You see what's wrong? This is what's different. I can't be bought. I work for you. And I only align to the Constitution of the United States of America and the Washington State Constitution. And by the way, Article 1, Section 2 says the United States Constitution is the supreme law of the land. That is the difference. And by the way, Constitution is not a bad word. It's not a far right word. It's not a far. It's a word that represents the backbone of America, the foundation of our American society. This is Chris. Chris says, if elected governor... In general, what steps would you take to govern the state to benefit the entirety of citizens who may consider themselves liberals or or conservatives? And so, Chris, what I say to you is this. I've said this before. I don't care whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. You'll never, ever hear Semi Bird call Democrats names. I'm not that person. And I've had Republicans say, why won't you do that? Because I don't call names. I don't do that. I wasn't raised that way in any way. I have family that are Democrats. I love them. It's called diversity. You may have a different outlook on something. You may have a different thought on something. I'll listen to you always. But what I tell everybody, and this must be clear, when I talk about bringing school choice to our education system, holding accountability to our education system, responsible funding since it's you know 45% of our budget, there's nothing political about that. Focusing on academic excellence so our children graduate with a higher learning level? There's nothing political about that. Saying that we value parents' involvement in their children's education, there's nothing political about that at all. Enforcing the rule of law? That's constitutional. That's nothing political about that at all. Cleaning up our streets? Bringing true compassion to the homeless? Not having them live on the streets, poop on the streets, die in the streets? There's nothing political about that. To me, it's common sense. No, you will not live in pitch tents in the streets, defecate in the streets, urinate in the streets. We will value small business. We will respect everyone's space. But we will stop this madness. You want to graffiti a sign or graffiti the side of a bridge? When we catch you and we fine you and you pay for it through restitution and you do it again in that time that you're going to be spending in county, then you can be paying off your sentence by out there cleaning and removing that nonsense that your little brothers and sisters are out doing. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff we're bringing. We're not playing this game anymore. That Emerald City that I grew up in will be beautiful again, and it will shine. And the people who live there will be proud again to live in that city. We're not playing that nonsense anymore. So it's not political for me at all. And I've already said, I'm a conservative. Yes, but I love everyone. I value everyone, and I listen to all sides. I'm going to go over here now. Would you ever require the confiscation of guns? I'm sorry, I I laughed. Forgive me, um, Jerry. The only reason I laughed, no, I couldn't. Well, this administration could, or anybody else who likes to play footsies with the Constitution or vote along the lines of that left. And when I say left, I'm not talking necessarily Democrat. But this left progressive mindset, and I'm not trying to label Lynch, it's just a fact, where they would compromise the Constitution. You cannot compromise the Constitution. It's a violation of me as, go- as a governor. This is Article 1, Section 24 of the Washington State Constitution. It's the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution. And again, the Supremacy Clause, right? Article 6, Paragraph 2 of the United States Constitution prohibits any law that infringes upon the Constitution. And, of course, Section 2 of the Washington State Constitution says the U.S. Constitution is the supreme law of the land. So, my friend, no. Um, I want to make sure I, I don't lose you. I see you up there, Jerry. I would not do that, my friend. And I want to make sure I answer your question. Would you enforce federal government requirements to turn? Uh, so, the 13th, uh, the, we have states' rights, the 10th Amendment. I have so many things going on but I know our constitution, right? Federal and state. No, the governor's job is to protect. Oh, by the way, that's article one, section one. It's that last line to protect and to maintain the individual rights of citizens. I will not violate that ever. Um, as your governor, it's my job and it's not, I'm doing it for Republicans or I'm doing it for Democrats. 
if the people choose to change the laws, the people by vote, that's one thing. I, I have no choice until the people vote again, right? And you have six great initiatives that, that just rolled out that they have the signatures. We have the signatures because I did sign, proud to say, the people have the power according to this constitutional republic. Jerry, thank you for asking that question. We should never have to have to, to deal with that, but we have to in this state because they've lost their way. I'm going to keep scanning. Chris, you had more questions. If we get through more, I'll come back to you, I promise. How quickly could you and your appointees clean out all the abusive <laughs> Inslee cronies from state government agencies? And so what I will say is, and I'm going to look to the left. I see my, my buddy Kyle is up here. I don't, I don't weaponize. I don't go after. I don't attack. It's not my style. And, you know, it's, it's the martial rule. If you, um, history, you know, World War II, we come in, we don't, you know, I'm not likening this administration to, you know, Nazi Germany. What I'm saying is you have to maintain the order of government. However, organizational structure is my specialty. I was the federal director of organizational structure. I'm a business consultant with a doctoral specialty of organizational structure and performance improvement. That's what I do, as well as leadership theory, leadership consulting, leadership development, leadership training. I've written leadership curriculum. So, oh, no, my friend, uh, Mark, we're bringing the heat when it comes to when I say clean up government, make us more effective, more efficient, key performance indicators. We'll have a strategic plan for the state of Washington. We are going to go into a new direction. That's how we're going to lessen our tax burden by making our government function and perform more efficiently. We are so overtaxed. It's ridiculous. This tax and spend nonsense, and it almost seems like that phrase has been mislabeled or something, but let me just say that a little bit slower. This administration and others are taking your money, our money, and what they're doing with our money is they're just spending more of it. It's almost like like a child. You just give the child everything the child wants, and the child just asks for more. It's out of control. Look at our federal government and our, and our debt. That's what's going to happen in Washington State. This governor's already doubled our budget. It's not going to get any better. And what's being proposed, it's not any better. And again, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, if you have a mindset of going along to get along with this type of policies, this is why you want a career American versus a career politician a small businessman or woman to run for office, someone who has to make payroll, someone who's dealt with LNI, someone who's dealt with employment security, someone who understands B&O taxes, someone who understands the burden of property tax, the infringement of that cooperative federalism, that marble clay glare, those self-governance talk for you. No, we're, we're, we're not going to perpetuate more of the same. We are bringing back what America was intended to be, a government of the people, by the people, for the people. And I see my friend Becky, and I, I saw a question too. I saw a question here, whichever, so nope on there, and I saw another question here because I'm going to go back and forth, you guys, as promised. Ah, I just want to make sure, Becky, let me see. I wondered to, until I saw Reichert, let me see. Oh, nope, she was responding to someone else. Ah, no, it was uh, it was Kyle. Kyle, sorry about that. There you are. Um, the government as an employer is too large. 70199 I believe. We'll talk. So I'm, I'm a graduate degree in human resource development. I'm a PHR, professional human resources. So I've done bargaining. Um, most of our employees are, are represented. So do you think that helps? Resume, I'm just saying. Um, not a one-trick pony because that's going to be, well, Think about that. The government's too large. Yes, the government is too large. Um, they're a big vote source, too. That's true. So if, if you say you'll reduce... Oh, that's right. No, not. Um, how do you address this? Oh, so reducing government, um, it's not the same as laying people off. So that, thank you for that. So I don't want people to think, oh, Simi Bird's going to go in and, and lay off people. This is not... so. Performance efficiency, um, it's waste, lean theory. It's removing waste. That's not removing people. It's simply saying it costs us more money to, to do things this way. 
we don't need to do it that way. There's a better way to do it that costs us less money and we don't remove people. We re-task, right? That means that person who was doing three things was doing another thing that didn't need to be done. They can refocus their efforts on these other two things and do those better, which creates a value for the customer. Lean theory. And I've done it over and over and over again, written out value stream maps. And so not to bore you guys with this stuff. So Kyle, this is not talking about laying people off. It's talking about making our government more efficient. I'll give you another example. I'm going to move back to the questions over here. And I will say this. Contracts, procurement, and acquisitions. I shared before, as a federal director, I oversaw the acquisition career management program. And, and that is you know, education and development of those who do procurements, contracting, and acquisition. They've been trained as a, a COR, right? A contracting officer representative. And that, to understand procurement, or acquisitions, right? The government paying for services and or product and or merchandise. Contracting, you realize billions of dollars are spent on this, our state, right? And there's a process to do that to where we're getting a better bang for the buck. That's just like if you get a bid from a plumber, do you go with the most expensive or do you look to say, who can do the job, who's licensed, who's certified, right? Who's insured and who's referred, they can do a good job, but they're not charging because we're government. That happens all the time. That's some of the change we'll, we'll, we'll bring. And so I'm just saying, it's just something for you to think about. Maybe people don't care about that stuff. I do. So I'm, I'm going to Olympia to fix a bunch of stuff. And then I'm getting out and I'm, I'm coming home. So this isn't a career for me. And it shouldn't be. Just like welfare shouldn't be a career. So we're going to keep moving along. Um... Edward said, when your government would just sign an executive order um, canceling our, he says, rot gut um, sanctuary state status, and then block illegals from coming into Washington state. Um, and if they're here or, or if they get here, send them back. So here's what I will say to that. Um, I don't support sanctuary states or cities. I don't. We have citizens right now in the inner cities, all, all over, who are struggling, living at or below the poverty line, right? And now you've seen what's happening in other cities and other states, those sanctuary cities and those sanctuary states where they've opened up the floodgates and they cannot handle them. They cannot handle the burden. They cannot over, they keep spending more. And who do they tax? Us, you. It's not a lack of compassion. It's a matter of, of holding the federal government accountable for doing their job and protecting our own state borders and your tax dollars and our citizens here. So no, our resources and our funding should go to our own citizens and lifting them up out of poverty, lifting them up out of despair, taking care of our Washington citizens first. That's my priority. It's not that I don't care. I believe in legal immigration simple as that but mostly for washington state protecting our state borders you know there's news just the other day yesterday of someone on the terrorist watch list from iran who came across the northern border no one talks about that it didn't make any of our news but yet it's happening so no we don't support that i mean i won't and we will not have that status in washington state when i'm elected we're going to focus on the citizens of Washington State. And I made that promise when I met with black leaders the first time I started on my tour last year. Um, I made a promise. I intend to upholding that promise that we're going to prioritize our own citizens first, bringing trades, bringing jobs, lifting people out of poverty and despair, getting our citizens off of welfare, giving and breaking those generations of poverty. We have to stop that nonsense. I'm going to come down. Bear with me. Uh-huh. This is from Miss Becky. I have a passion. I'm a, she's a passionate advocate for litter control in Washington State. We spend millions of dollars being diverted to taxing, um, leaving our highways and our byways embarrassingly um, compromised um, in comparison to the rest of Washington State. And so, you know, Becky, you're absolutely right. We are $750 million under budgeted for Washington State highways, 
And my friends, I'm looking at the time. Oh my goodness, where did the time go? My friends, we spend all this money. We tax, they tax us to death and they continue to. And our highways look like garbage. They're in a state of disrepair. It's, it's just the fact it's because they're under budgeted. It's because they're mismanaging our funds. The governor makes the budget. The governor proposes the budget in Washington state. We operate on a biennial system here. So Becky, I owe you a solution, right? We will change that. I will make sure we have the allocation to fix and put our highways in proper repair. We're going to fix our ferry system. We're going to get those, those, those boats that we need. We're not going to wait for electric. You know, if anything, I'll wait if they want to come down in price. <laughs> so it's the same price as gas. Okay, then we'll buy some electric boats when we have the infrastructure and we're no longer relying on slave labor of children in, in the Democratic Republic of Congo. That's not so democratic. And so, yeah, and again, China making the batteries. Once we get to that state, then yeah, we'll look at that. But we're going to fix our, our ferry system. We're going to get more boats in the water. We're going to fix our highways. And we're not going to raise taxes to do it because all those programs that we're wasting taxpayer dollars on, like the billions of dollars that's going to homelessness, right, in many houses, but yet people are still dying of addiction on the streets of Washington State every single day. No, we're going we're gonna to help. We're going to bring compassion. And that does not come in a clean needle. That comes in getting people clean. So we're going to streamline, clean up our programs. Guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speed question here. Um, someone asked here, um, do you believe? Uh, this is a question on, on agriculture, preserving agriculture. And as this person refers, and I, I kind of, I get it, the infringement of urban development on rural. I know we have the an, on rural or ag, um, um, we need to preserve agriculture. Agriculture is a national security protection for me. Food. Um, and it's it's a chief export. It's number two industry for Washington State. And I'm not saying that from a, a money perspective. I'm saying that for the right perspective. Um, it's not to enrich people. We must protect our growers and protect our sources of food, protect their water rights, de-weaponize the Department uh, of Ecology against our farmers. We will preserve our dams. We will preserve our dams. And we will bring forth energy independence, portable, nuclear, safe, clean. We will enrich our state through energy independence and sell that extra energy to neighboring states who have not made those decisions. There's so many things we can do. These are solutions with action. Solutions with actions. And I'm going to come down here. I've got my friend who said, I will see you January 6th in Spokane. My friends, I will be in Spokane. And no one, re- ha, here's what they're going to say. Simi's going to have a January 6th, an insurrection in Washington State. We're going to have a celebration in Spokane. And it was a $30 tab. We're going to have a celebration in Spokane. We were endorsed by Spokane's um, Republican Party, and I appreciate that. I, you know, again, I'm, I'm getting away from all those labels. But those people up there were amazing. And I remember you all. And I, and I just, I heard from one of my dear friends today. She sent a message. I got that message. I'm going to reach out, but I'm looking forward to that event. Um, Eastern Washington, you know, I, 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 I've got love for you. You know, my friends from Eastern Washington said, Simi, you've been spending so much time in Western Washington. You know, you've forgotten us. Well, I, I live here, but we know we needed to get over there because they always say, you know, how you can't win in Western Washington being from Eastern Washington. Well, that's a bunch of nonsense. I grew up there, right? Um, there's so much we can do, you guys. We just have to break the barriers. Just always remember, always remember that we, the people, we are the power in this state. Whether you're a Democrat, independent, Republican, I keep hearing, well, if I'm a Republican, I'm never voting for a Democrat. Well, or I'm a Democrat, I'm never voting for a Republican. Well, maybe we need to recalibrate a little bit. I had a gentleman said, I can't stand Inslee, and I love everything this man's saying, but I will not vote for him because he's a Republican. Well, I, I respect what you're saying, you know, the whole label thing, right? But at the end of the day, common sense has to prevail. And I will tell you this, in the future, if I found a Democrat, I don't care if they had good governance and they had quality skill sets, not a career politician. I'm not making that mistake anymore. 
I'm going to look at who's backing who. That's what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to look at their resume and see, does that person have the knowledge, skills, and abilities to do the job? Who's backing them? Are they getting big bucks from big, right? I'm going to be looking at that stuff. I want career Americans to represent me. That's the difference. That's what I'm looking for. I'm just going to scroll down. I know we may run over you guys, but I, I don't know how this has been for you today, but this has been great for me. And I, and I want to say something else. I've got friends who will use that acronym RHINO. And I get it. I understand what you're saying. And I have a friend who says it every five seconds. It's kind of like using the F-bomb. At some point in time, you know, sometimes it, it pops out. I get it. But it, it also gets tiresome. We have to get to a point where we stop label lynching, whether we do it to ourselves or we do it to others. And I'm, I'm trying to be a better person. I don't throw it around often. <laughs> I never say it publicly. I'm just being honest in private, mm, right? Because there are people who I would say, yeah, you're not a Republican. <laughs> you're not. But that's fine because if I'm really calling myself out, which I should, you are what you are. My only issue is just be true to who you are. That's it. Um, but I also would agree that I'm not for that whole, when they say this unity, that's code for silence. You be quiet and align with what we believe. So let's unify. That's what that means. I, I'm not for that either. I just believe in America and our freedoms and liberties to be who we are and how we are. That's America. That's what I believe in. So I'm going to always endeavor to be better myself. But at the same time, we must value each other. So I'm going to end with this. If you're willing to wake up, if you're willing to be a part of something miraculous, I don't need you to email me, to message me, to complain. If you want to get involved, join the campaign team. Volunteer to serve. Send me some solutions. Do something to help us take steps towards excellence. I don't need someone to send me messages saying, well, if you don't do this and you don't do this and why this and why that, that doesn't help. That's just being, well, I can get that from, <laughs> from anybody, right? Small dollar donations matter. Big dollar donations matter. But if you believe, finally, that we the people can win this thing, because we have good solutions, because we have the resume to get stuff done, because we can bring change and unify our state, because here's what's going to happen. I'm just going to, I'm going to wrap. We're going a few minutes over. I hope it's worth it. I said it before. I'll say it again. If you look at the statistics from the last several governor's races, Bill Bryant, Rob McKenna, for all you Republicans out there, they all had name brand recognition. Rob McKenna was the Republican attorney general for Washington state. He had statewide name recognition for goodness sake and all the money in the world. He was never Governor McKenna, right? And he was on the West Side. Bill Bryant was the port commissioner of what city? Seattle. Big money. Seattle. Never the governor. And respect to both of those gentlemen. Don't buy the smoke and mirrors hype that's being sold. Let's get back to old school campaigning, old school debating. Wake up. Break the spell. Self-governance. Let's do our due diligence. And again, I tell you, if you believe in the possible future that we can bring to Washington State, self-governance, getting engaged, volunteering, donating to our campaign. If you go to Bird for Governor, birdforgovernor.com right now, and you drop $5, $10, $25, $2,400, anything you can give, or your time, volunteer. And in January 13th, again, we're going to be asking for you to support us in those caucuses on January 13th. We'll help you get there. Pretty soon you'll be receiving messages. We'll make it very evident. Right next week we'll talk about it before the caucus. It's going to be January 13th. We'll get you there. We'll get you lined up. We'll make sure you know everything you need to know. But let's do something. It's time to wake up. We're not going to support this power structure that is broken any longer. 
Republican and Democrat, the establishment, no more. It's time for we the people to take back our state, to take back our constitutional republic, to unite, to value diversity, to say that you may have a different thought, you may look different, you may be a different religion, we love each other, but together we're going to work and we're going to make Washington beautiful again. Everybody, thank you so much. Thank you for believing in our campaign. The inspiration that I received from you today was amazing. I will tell you, it is not easy. It is not easy doing what we're doing. It is the love and it's the kindness. It's the support from folks like you that keep me going. It's harder than combat. I can tell you that. It's harder than international intelligence. But united we stand, together we can. Let's make history together. Take care, Washington. Happy New Year. And we'll see us shortly thereafter. We'll do a podcast next week. We'll talk about more. I have all the questions that you guys submitted. I will answer them all. Many of you have more questions I'm going to answer. And all the new questions we're going to answer. So we're saving these. But thank you. And tell all of your friends, come back next week. We're going to get talking about more solutions, answering questions. You will know everything you need to know. And when I answer your questions, I'll bring a solution so that you're growing forward from this. Take care. Happy New Year. We'll see you.